0: But let us get started. I am one with the news, and the news is with me. Hey, hey, friends! Welcome to level three fifty four of Laugh It Up Fuzzball, another solo episode, news catch up episode for yous, news for yous. So I'm I'm one with the news. So I'm one with you, and you are with me. Yeah, that tracks. That tracks good. But hey, we're just gonna do all the newsy stuff, the solo episode stuff. Get this episode out and in your ears, and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, still have, actually, I uh, ha- have another guest episode that I haven't even edited yet. Another one that's going to be recorded this week, so lots of content. Just uh, got to find time, and the whole oh boy howdy, that vacation really got me. Apologies that uh, last week's episode dropped like a day late, but man, I need the vacation from my vacation, you know what I mean? But <laughs> it, was, it was a good time. Saw my kids, traveled to another state, spent time at theme parks. It was it was a good time. In fact, spent some time uh, at Disneyland and totally was singing like a geek. I don't know if uh, anybody's been watching the Young Jedi Adventures, that cute little made-for-preschooler show that hits all all of the Star Wars notes. It's just so much fun. But one of the, the newish characters from that show is this cute little blue teddy bear named Nubs. And Nubs is, <laughs> Nubs is so freaking great gives off serious, serious ewok vibes. But he's not an Ewok. He is an alien created for the show called a uh, Pooba. And uh, he's from the High Republic era. He's the first Pooba we've ever met. Maybe not the last, but boy howdy is he cute. And when uh went on star tours with the with the Boyos, had a good time, always enjoy, always enjoy taking a trip with Star Tours, but as we came out into, of course, you come out into the, not just a gift shop, but the gift shop so much, Star Wars Palooza, and the very first thing were these, like, 7-inch Nubs plushes, or 9-inch, they're 9-inch Nubs, right, my favorite band, 9-inch Nubs, but uh, they had the the Nubs plush, and Shawnee went straight for them, and I was like, yeah, that's freaking cute, and Hot Dog, that is some beautiful placement of merchandise, and they're so dabgum cute, and I'm sure one of those will grace my family at some point in the future, especially uh, you know, with a with the Sean birthday coming in the future. I mean it's July, but his birthday's in September, so that's really not that far away, to be completely honest. We're we're looking at like two months? Yeah, oh man, where does the time go? We're gonna have a four-year-old. Crazy. But that nubs plus you can look it up online. I think there's a 13-inch version and a nine-inch version. They're so, so freaking cute. That character 100 percent designed for a plush for people to enjoy but uh star Tours always good we did the did the batu thing even though i worked there it's always fun we went on the millennium falcon of course we tried to go on rise of the resistance but it broke down uh that that attraction does break down a little bit too much in my opinion uh there there are reasons and uh, I, won't, I won't share the, the behind the scenes because i don't want to get fired uh, not that my managers listen to my podcast, but if you do, Hey, I work hard. Think about me for leadership opportunities. <laughs> but, uh, finally was on rise when it broke down, we were on the finalizer and, uh, you get the full bright lights, full bright just ain't right. But, um, uh, it was like, well, that's, that's going to be interesting. And it's pretty crazy. Cause you know, the, the entirety of rise without spooling it, you leave the surface about two, you end up on a first order ship but if the if the attraction breaks down, there is no way to keep you immersed in the show and get you back to Batu. so you have to have some behind the scenes stuff and uh they they do the best that they can, but uh, it was interesting and, and, and you know all the all the guests and my family included just been like, oh we're not we're not in space no more and like no we're we're behind the scenes uh, I mean the hallways they, they 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 do their best, but they're still if you ever end up behind the scenes at Disney the behind the scenes looks much different. Than the, than the beautiful, immersive show that you get when you're in the park. But uh, it was sort of cool that we broke down. We got to take lots of pictures of the stormtroopers. So, uh, hey, not a complete loss. Uh, what else did we do? Uh, we we wanted to go to Rogers, the musical. Unfortunately, I got the times wrong for, for reserving a time. Hopefully, I can do that in the future since we're going to return to the park. One of the benefits of working for Disney is sometimes I can take my family For free-ish, it's not completely free because we got to pay for food and and whatnot. But parking's free, admission's free, and that's a lot of money, to be honest. Uh, But we we spent some time over at the DCA side, too. Took uh, the three-year-old on Guardians for the first time. Man, I love that attraction. In fact, I signed some people in on Father's Day. I didn't go on Father's Day, but I signed in. Uh, some, some basically my wife's best friend's brother uh, for father's day, but I got permission from the missus to go ride guardian since it was father's day. And I, man, I love that show and it was, or that, that ride and getting to take the boy on it. such a, a great, great way. They took tower of terror. And I don't want to say plus up cause tower of terror was a great attraction, but, uh, they, they did an equally great job with what we get with the, the Kirby crackle appearance of the collectors, you know, warehouse there. In Avengers Campus it's, it's so much fun the, the three-year-old man he was he's a little bit of a thrill junkie much more than his brother but still it was like you want to go again he's like nope sure don't <laughs> and, and that being said he'll probably go the next time that we go uh But, yeah, I I took him on a crazy roller coaster at Knott's Berry Farm that uh, even the wife agrees scares her a little. It it whips you all around. It's called Sidewinder. It's a coaster, but then the cart spins sort of like a teacup. It's wild, but he loved it. And when he was done, he's like, that was so much fun. Can we go again? And he did go again with the mama. So uh, maybe I got my own little thrill junkie, go on them them rides. Although when I was his age, I was much more like my 9-year-old. I was not a thrill junkie at all. Didn't really become a roller coaster fiend until I was like 11 or 12. That's neither here nor there. Uh, we did. We saw the Marvel Megastore. Finally, it's over there. Basically, there's the Monsters Incorporated ride. And if you're looking at that, it's to the left. Wow. It's big. It was cool. It had some stuff from, uh, from Avengers Con, from Miss Marvel. There were some neat things to take a look at. And so much cool merch. Of course, we went pretty cash poor because we <laughs> are towards the tail end of a vacation. But I was like, man, you could spend a pretty penny in this Mega Store. So many cool things, including you could get a cap shield or a Captain Britain shield, Iron Man armor, the full Iron Man armor. <laughs> if, you, if you had a couple, you know, five figures to spend on something, it was really cool. I think the the most cool thing about the entirety of it, we saw the, the new World of Color show that they have, which has a lot of Pixar and uh, it included some Star Wars and also included some Marvel. The Star Wars stuff, I mean, it's John Williams music, right? so it's amazing it's wonderful it's great it was interesting they did a animatics or animated versions of classic star wars show scenes and they they connected luke to grogu to Rey, which was which is what's an interesting connection uh but it was nice world of color is so beautiful it's so much effort to all the water fountains and colors and all that but they did a marvel thing and i was a little bit struck by the fact that i liked the marvel version uh in world of color than the star wars you know hearing that avengers theme and seeing the once more it was like animations but it, it worked better with the superheroes and uh, it was just i got goose flesh it was so so good i enjoyed it very very much and uh overall just uh it was it was a lot of fun if you go to uh Cal- disney's california adventure and you get a chance to see world of color i thought that new show was great and hopefully the next time that i go <laughs> We're going to get to see Rodgers the Musical. As I understand, that show is going to be there till the end of August at least. If it doesn't get extended beyond that point. So if you get the opportunity, go check it out. Because not only is it just that song from Hawkeye, but apparently there's like five more songs. They made an entire freaking show. And uh, everybody I know that's seen it said it's really, really good. And I sure hope I get to be one of them. But let's just... uh Get into it, shall we? I'm like solo episode. I want to want to do this real fast fast and go to sleep, Uh, but already talking for close to 10 minutes. But uh, I guess I just I feel the the due diligence of like filling in on a little bit of the life activities, uh, if nothing else. But we'll get into it. The Triple F, the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, where I take all the news from the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. Talk about it. Because I realize not everybody does a Book of Faces. Some people may just listen to the podcast. And if that's you, hey, great. But if you're listening to the podcast and you do the Book of Faces and you're not on the group, what the heck? Just join. It's over 700 geeks. There's always stuff to at least read or engage with uh, there on the on the group. But what uh, what do we got? So Darian posted a cool Runnings reunion photo. Cool to see Dougie Doug and the gang. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie when it came out. I've seen it a couple times since it came out. The true story of the Jamaican Bobsled team. Uh I guess I saw it at first and was like, How is this geeky? But I, because it, it it dives into the nostalgia. Uh I'll allow it. <laughs> Honestly. As long as you're being respectful, I'll allow most things. Uh but it was it was neat to see the actors older and still uh excited to to reunite. Um, what else? Uh Hmm. Joshua posted a uh, the fact that Loki, Steppenwolf, and Apocalypse needed multi-hero teams uh, to beat them, while Spidey in the video game just one hero against the entire Sin- Sinister Six. Uh, which, yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty legit. Uh, although, you know, they're, I'm, I'm, I mean, in movies, we haven't seen it. It's hard to take a video game and compare it to, to movies. Uh, I think, uh, you get three Spider-Man versus like five bad guys, right? In Spider-Man, uh, no way home. So yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's cool. It's a TikTok, right? So let's not, let's not be too upset about it. I mean, that's the, the beauty of social media, right? That, uh, content creators can do stuff like that. And I was like, Hmm, it's a, Interesting thought, but I think uh, that's the very nature of comics that you get big bads that need these uh, combined teams of heroes to take them down. That would make some good villains if they're just uh, a one-off rogue like Condiment King versus Batman, or insert you know, Spidey Rogue versus Spiderman. You know, they're they're fun, but uh, the the big bads, the the Thanoses, the Kangs. Uh, it is it is great to see giant superhero teams go up against them, or like. Even in comics like Annihilation uh, or or uh, Galactus, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. The Mono and Mono fights are all well and good, but those those big events and big, big bads uh, are wretches. Spidey does have the Sinister Six that he goes up against, and he, he does well, and he's an ingenuity and all that stuff, and he quirky and quippy. And it's good that they did it in video games, and who knows, maybe someday we could actually see it on the big screen. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I saw that and I'm like, and it doesn't take away from anything I've enjoyed in cinema, but it's a, an interesting thing. It's just also weird to say Joshua since I know him as Josh from high school, one of my high school buddies. Thanks for posting, buddy. Thanks for being a part of the geekery. Uh, Danny, of course, Marshall Danny, he of the greater fuzzball territories, back to posting stuff, back from his honeymoon, uh, actually a full, full-time student now in nursing school. We wish you all the best, Marshall. You're going to be the best horse horseback nurse and this this part of the greater fuzzball territories i know it uh but he posted some news first and foremost chadwick Bozeman getting a star on the hollywood Walk of fame posthumously awesome sauce on the 2024 list lots of other people that you would appreciate in the geek world gal gadot michelle yo mario lopez hey ac slater how you doing met him at, at the d he was very very nice uh kevin feige maggie gyllenhaal Ken Jeong, Chris Pine, Christina Ricci, which Danny actually posted about Christina Ricci in a, in a separate post. All those names are also on the 2024 Honorees list. So, yeah, lots more names that are more current that when people walk along that that Walk of Fame, you know, the experience when you're in Hollywood walking the Walk of Fame is just looking down and being like, "Ooh, I know them. Oh, they're so cool." And then, you know, if you were you're like, "Who that?" Because <laughs> the Walk of Fame has been around for a long time. And while, uh, you know, maybe my father-in-law or my mom walking down the Walk of Fame would have a different experience with the names that they recognize, they can continuously add honorees to to the stars on the Walk of Fame uh, to, to make it uh, fit the cultural I guess, I suppose. But yeah, Chadwick Boseman and all those other names, really, really great, really, really deserving. Really surprised that uh, Michelle Yao took this long uh, Kevin Feige taking the is also surprising. Hey, good for Ken Jeong. I was really excited. I'm like, good for you, man. Get that start in the Hangover movies, and then just become like the 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 mass singer like color color commentary. Uh, I think that guy's really really funny. So uh, good for him. Danny also posted the trailer for Futurama. It's coming to us July 24th on Hulu. We live in a world where we're getting more Futurama, the show that just can't disappear. And I say thank you uh the trailer it's great it's just a futurama crew it literally looks uh it feels as if no time has passed that they're just picking up and i think that's wonderful and i cannot wait to watch this show on hulu it's uh it's gonna be a joy to to have more and new uh futurama in my life danny posted superman legacy has cast their superman and lois lane david corn who's been in some things but i don't really know I do know I posted an image on my Instagram of his face next to Henry Cavill uh, and then showing like Bart and then the looks like Bart, but not quite Bart. When you put their faces right next to each other, you're like, yeah, right there. They uh, they could indeed be brothers. And ever since I heard Rachel Brosnahan, the marvelous Mrs. Mazel herself, being up for Lois Lane, I was like, there's no other choice. She's the perfect Lois Lane. Oh my God. I really, really hope they're not fools and and pick somebody else. And thankfully... They were not. And you have to think with the, the other actors that they had in, in contention for Superman that did chemistry reads and, and saw how the, the actors were together. And uh, apparently James Gunn likes the dynamic of these two actors together. And I'm here for it. I cannot wait to see what James Gunn's Superman movie looks like. Uh, Harley Quinn season four. It's going to be July 27th on Max. So uh, after three days of watch a Futurama, you get Harley Quinn season four. I just hope Harley Quinn season four uh, is more season one, season two-ish than the the totally awful, not so romantical uh, Valentine's Day special. I hope uh, hope they get back to what what makes that show good. That said, I'm gonna watch it, and I'm probably gonna enjoy it. Uh, the animation's great, the comedy's hilarious. It's it's gross, it's raunchy, it's bloody. Uh, and yeah it's a it's a nice breath of fresh air in a world of superheroes where that's not always the kind of content you get so hey uh, a little less giant bane effing buildings please and thank you and more more of the stuff that that got me into the show to begin with uh so yeah hopefully it's really really good Daniel also posted the dune part two official trailer number two uh <laughs> lots of lots of rhyming because it's two and two they rhyme right uh, but that movie's come on our way November 3rd. I, I watched the trailer. I've seen the David Lynch film. I, I know what's supposed to go down. Uh, it looks big. It looks beautiful. It looks like uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, has directed the hell out of it. looks like all the actors care. Uh, and frankly, I'm just not into it. I, don't, I wish I could be more into it. In fact, uh, yesterday, while the, the, the boy was napping, I just was on a channel and doing part one came on and i was like oh cool we'll check this out and i was like oh yeah yeah that's right this movie's uh, a little boring and the the boy came out and was like can we watch it? i don't even know if it was paw patrol or or mickey or, or lightyear or whatever and i was like yeah let's change it so we're gonna get the the second part i'm not racing in the theater to see it but i know people who are and are super excited for this uh and it will be interesting to see what dune without the the same time release on 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 hbo max does in the theaters uh because this year has not been so great for some movies that were expected to like just blow up the box office instead the box office was just blown up by their lack of blowing up uh, so uh we'll see in november if uh, if dune part two makes all of the moolah uh, next up, a little bit of a bummer. Rest in peace, Alan Arkin, an actor who has been in a lot of people's lives for a long, long time. Uh, passed away at age 89, which is which is a whole bunch of years. We could all be so lucky to live, to live so long. Uh, but for the purposes of geek stuff, if uh, you don't, you're like, Alan Arkin who? Edward Scissorhands, the Rocketeer, So I Married an Axe Murderer, and so, so much more won a won an oscar for little miss sunshine uh so it's just if you look him up look up his uh his filmography look at his face you'll recognize him he's a he's an actor you're like oh yeah i saw him in those things so uh yeah it's just sad but alas that is the nature of life uh the losing so uh what's next nbc universal is putting content on freebie which is an amazon thingy uh, which is going to include a universal monsters channel an Alfred Hitchcock Presents channel, uh, also an action channel with Knight Rider, a dedicated Murder, She Wrote channel. All in all, it's like two dozen channels uh, with a bunch of stuff from the NBC Universal vault. Um, I'm not quite sure how how it makes money, but it has to be an ad revenue thing. Uh, It has to... There has to be a way where uh, NBC Universal letting this stuff out of their vault to be on the the Amazon freebie dinghy uh, makes money. So, hey... Uh, Thankfully, I don't have to write any of those checks and uh, just uh, I love Universal Monsters. So that's really, really cool Uh, A way for you to get content. And also, I mean, it's free. So you put on the app. You're not paying for cable. You're getting getting all this NBC Universal content. So that's that's cool. That's not a bad thing. Next up, Netflix is one piece live action. It's going to bring back the original cast from the original cast uh, for its Japanese dub. Uh, interesting you know a lot of a lot of anime uh it's it's backwards it, it comes out you know japan korea they do the animation they have the japanese actors doing the voice and then you get an american dub with the uh, american actors you know dubbing over and instead since this is a, a primary english language first show for netflix you're going to have a Japanese dub instead of just having subtitles. And uh, bringing back the original cast is really, really cool. I mean, I'm so interested in the show, despite knowing how many of my anime friends uh, who are fans say never to get into it because it is so voluminous. It's so much. Um, I mean, the Japanese actor who voices Luffy said he's been doing it for 23 years, which is like, yikes. That is that's as old as my oldest child. That means you started doing this when I was 19. Holy gamoly. Uh, that said, my oldest son, uh, last Christmas, asked for a straw hat uh, so that he could be part of the straw hat gang. So if one of my kiddos is into it, I'm going to be into it too. And I'm grateful that I don't have to dive into anime. I don't have to dive into the manga. I can watch this live action show. And yes, that means I'm going to see an abbreviated version and not know nearly as much lore and stuff as other people. But that's okay because uh, when it comes to anime... Uh, sometimes for me, just dipping my toe into it and enjoying enjoying it on the surface uh, and having having smaller conversations is good for me. Uh, I'll definitely be watching this. Show comes out August thirty first. Cool, 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 and uh, it is neat that uh, that they're paying honor to the original Japanese voice cast. That's rad. Uh, other news: There are fifteen hundred Disneyland collectibles up for auction, uh, ranging from price tags of fifty bucks to six figures. Uh, apparently there's an exhibition at the burbank town center mall which is happening through july 16th and the next day over several days there's going to be a big old auction it does have me interested to see if next weekend i can get to the the burbank town center mall to see this stuff but honestly i mean i know it's like a bunch of ride vehicles and posters and whatnot i mean i've seen some of those things at the park so uh we'll see talk to the missus see if that's something should be interested in but hey if you are Check it out. I went to the website for the Burbank Town Center Mall, didn't see anything about the Disneyland Collectible Auction, but I'm sure if you do a dedicated interweb search, you could figure it out. Next up, Suicide Squad, Isekai. It's an anime from Warner Brothers Japan. Uh, if you don't know what Isekai means, literally means different world. So it is going to be a Suicide Squad anime in a different world. And hey, that's cool. Harley, Joker, Uh, all the Suicide Squad goodness, completely separate from guns, DC universe, and uh, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, Uh, uh, especially animated. Dive into the world. Make some good stuff. Hopefully we enjoy it. Next up, Greta Gerwig is going to write and direct two Chronicles of Narnia films for Netflix. Uh, If you're like, hey, didn't they already make movies of this? They did. They made uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They made uh, Prince Caspian, and they made Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I think I've seen two out of three. I've seen the first two, Prince Caspian and Wardrobe. Uh, Voyage of the Dawn Treader, I feel as if I've seen it and then promptly forgot it. Now, those seven C.S. Lewis books, I've read them multiple times and enjoy them very, very much. I like the Narnia stuff. I think it's really, really good. I think it's one of those books you should give to your kids to read when they're young. You should read it when you're in your 20s. Then in your thirties or forties, and then again when you're older, those books will mean much more to you. They're a very interesting, uh, you know, uh, view and 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 presentation of mythology and religion, and uh, I also have the fantasy and all that other goodness. They're they're good good books, and uh, obviously Netflix struck a deal with C. S. Lewis's family. And uh, they're they're gonna bring them there in films. And Greta Gerwig, you know, she's done the Barbie movie and Little Women and other stuff, and uh, is doing very well for herself. And apparently Netflix, you know, I don't know if it she had a pitch, or or what, but uh, yeah, the they're, they're, that's the next thing she's gonna be working on. And cool. Uh, Danny also posted IGN's list of top twenty five anime. Uh, it was probably one of the posts most engaged on in the recent future. Uh, you know blue and and Roman and uh, and James and I think a couple others hey if nothing else it's gonna it's gonna spark an anime episode that may be recorded in the near future with Roman and blue and that alone makes me say thank you to the Marshall I mean I was just proud that I I knew of 10 of the the, the 25 things listed I've actually watched six of them at some point in some way shape or form. So hey, I'm not I'm not the big anime guy, but I know a couple and we're gonna have a conversation on the future and that is good. Danny also posted about Deadpool 3 promising to be a wacky multiverse adventure. I've heard so much. In fact, I have a, a little rumor thing in the back, but uh this all I mean spoilers I guess for 30 seconds, but it all it all comes from uh here I said spoilers, so you should be gone for like 30 seconds if you don't want to hear it. But apparently Jennifer Garner, it's confirmed she's returning as a lecturer on this film. And uh, there could be a whole bunch more coming for Deadpool 3. Just an entire wacky, uh, wacky multiverse adventure. Like, uh, I, <laughs> I guess, like, spoilers for, like, another minute. If, uh, if you want to go, I'll give, I'll give you a countdown. Five, four, three, two one spoilers follow but i i saw uh there, there was a 4chan leak that apparently you're gonna get wanda Maximoff who uh, after she destroyed earth 838 um uh, basically or it's gonna be on earth 838 you're gonna get a house of m version of magneto and multiversal travel uh the base of scarlet witch when she died she possessed the 838 wanda and then the struggle um, basically ruins Earth 838 and then it becomes a new world run by Ian McKellen's Magneto. Is, is all that true? We don't know. But, uh, wow. Cool. And uh, also Deadpool fighting Wolverine. I think I saw a, a, a image of, of Hugh Jackman looking like uh, Wolvie's more classic costume. Wow. I, I, I can't wait to see this. I think it's May of next year. Hey. Hey goodness for all of us uh that's all danny's news i posted a couple things uh jason bloom says that the spawn movie could be in 2025 barring the wga wga strike complications says it is in quote very very active development end quote so uh, the bloom House chief is all on board with this jamie fox as spawn potentially directed by todd mcfarlane movie and uh Cool, hell yeah! In the words of Spawn. <laughs> I also posted Evan Peters is apparently going to star in Tron Three with Jared Leto. Uh, I've I've seen Jared Leto's name attached to Tron Three. I actually thought Tron Three was like dead, done. Uh, I was like, okay, they did the two movies. I, I thought that second one was actually really, really good. Uh, the first one is just so classic and so avant-garde, just wild. Um, but I thought Tron Three was not a thing. But then you see a name like Evan Peters, and you're like, man. He's huge, especially in the American Horror Story universe. And he he's he played uh, Quicksilver uh, in in the the Marvel movies or the the Fox uh, X Men movies. Um, and yeah, uh, actually, did he play Quicksilver? Oh wow, I'm a I'm totally totally blanking on that. Oh come on, brain, you can work for me oh dear brain you're failing a wookie and roman's probably yelling at me but yeah it's quicksilver peter maximoff so i think i think i'm getting confused because of a uh, ralph boner in, in wandavision and then of course the the version of quicksilver that's in a uh, avengers age of ultron but yeah quicksilver peter maximoff uh, I, I was like it's a speedster but it's not the flash a hot dog but uh you know he did that he was in kick-ass uh, apparently he's been getting rave reviews in that dahmer show which i have not watched but um hey uh he's a, he can do weird Jared Leto d- certainly does weird i know a lot of people have a, a lot of opinions on him that he's not good you know he, he could be perfectly enjoyable in movies and uh, he's been attached to this Tron movie for a while so obviously he wants to do it so we'll see we'll see what that do is whether it's antagonist protagonist or whether they're they're a duo we shall see the return to Flynn's arcade and the world of Tron and uh you know i'll i'll be there to to enjoy it cuz i i like that tron stuff the other thing i posted uh 6 feet under banda brothers and the pacific are going to stream on netflix this news comes from uh, hbo's insecure which is another uh, hbo show that that netflix got the the right to stream and this is just uh You know, uh, what's happening with all all the streaming stuff, uh, especially with uh, WB. They're figuring out ways to increase the revenue, allowing their content to end up on other streamers. Do I think that's like the wisest decision? I, I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out. As long as it's uh, available to watch, but lots of people have a Netflix subscription, and all three of those shows are amazing. Six Feet Under, Band of Brothers, and The Pacific. I mean, Six Feet Under for for the longest time, and maybe actually currently just has one of the best finales for a series I've ever freaking seen. I watched that show in its entirety when it was airing, and I have gone back and rewatched it, and it's just such a, a dang Good show. Band of Brothers and the Pacific. Band of Brothers is is just classic. World War II television, but really a bunch of little mini movies all strung together. And the Pacific was really good, too. Uh, I unfortunately, I had to live up to Band of Brothers. But, uh, you know, in that article, I didn't even know that True Blood had found a spot on Hulu in the U.S. and Netflix International. So uh, True Blood, another show I really enjoyed. So a lot of that HBO content uh, finding its way. Not not on Max, but uh, on other streamers, and uh, hopefully that's a win for people. But that's all of the Fantabulous Fuzzball's focus. I think uh, you know it's a, a decent chunk of news. Uh, I actually read something. I don't often get to do Wookiees reading. Polychromatic spectrum. The the reading rain. No, don't want to get sued. So it's reading polychromatic spectrum. Take a look. In the comic book, it's Wookiee's reading polychromatic spectrum. That's, we'll, work, we'll work on that jingle. We'll workshop that. But I, I read, finally, Rorschach. Uh, written by Tom King. Art by Jorge Fornes. Uh, color by Dave Stewart. 12-issue miniseries uh, based in the Watchmen universe. Uh, set. uh, Densibly, basically around the same time as that, that Watchmen show, although they don't really call to the things that happened on that Watchmen HBO show, which could be streaming anywhere. Who knows? <laughs> I think currently still on Max. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tom King takes uh, takes the character of Rorschach uh, and tells a story that it feels very poignant uh, in a world of, of staunch, conservative, right-wing Americans. Uh, but also like tied into to that that world of the Watchmen, where you know, Nixon was president forever and then Robert Redford becomes president. Uh, and it's it's a really good story and it it twists and turns. There's an entire investigation that happens after um, uh, an event which kicks everything off. And uh, it's really, really interesting and really, really good. I was riveted. Uh, I got it in trade form and uh, the second second I started reading it, I read two issues right away. Uh, and then all, during my road trip back from Oregon, read a few more issues and then came home and just finished it. I had to and it was it was nice to have a comic that was demanding. I I, I subsume it and I, I can't wait to read it again and I've already been talking to people about how much I like it and now I'm talking to you, dear listener. Uh, it's it's really, really freaking good. Tom King does it again. He, he does these uh 12 issue miniseries and you know whether it's uh miracle man uh whether it's vision whether it's Rorschach just wow just really really freaking good i uh, i enjoy his content and i wanted to share it with you it's available for trade uh you can find it on the amazon for less than 18 bucks if you're interested uh, or go to your mom and pop place and pay like 25 26 27 which is a-okay too. Uh, definitely support your local comic book store. So, yeah, so, so good. And if you're one of my friends, hey, if uh, if you talk to me, maybe I'll let you borrow it. I already paid for it. Totally willing to, to let you enjoy the goodness. And that includes you, Marshall, Danny, and Blue. You just let me know if you're interested. You guys can always have first dibs. On the comics, or maybe Blue, I'll let uh, I'll let you read it, and you can give me back my my I hate Fairyland books, which are still over at your house. <laughs> Although it's fine, they can stay there for as long as you want them to. But that takes us into a little bit of Star Wars news. Not a lot of stuff, and they'll let the Wookiee win our Star Wars corner. Uh, but I did see a, a fun article with an interesting uh, felony connection to names of a uh, the Ahsoka. Dark ish Jedi's, you know, Dave Filoni, well known for his affinity for wolves, uh, even so much as his rebel pilot is named Trapper Wolf, uh, but with the loath wolves and all that, he really, really likes wolves. And apparently, Balin Skull, played by the posthumous Ray Stevenson, and Shin Hati, played by Ivana Sokno, uh, the names Skull and Hati are the names of freaking wolves involved in the Ragnarok story of Norse mythology what in the world, and then people are like, well, does that mean something, it could, it could 100% mean something, or it could just be that Dave Filoni lacks wolves that much, he found a way to get Skull and Hati into Ahsoka, uh, it was so funny, I was watching the, the Mandalorian behind the scenes thing, and, uh, he was, uh, he was actually wearing an Ahsoka, like, jacket, like, crew jacket. So. uh yeah, but Skull the One Who Mocks and Hati the One Who Hates Uh the Two Wolves. You can you can look up uh, so much about them. But uh you know they're they're basically mentioned in passing reference. Uh basically they, they go after the sun and the moon. Uh and, and the in the end they devour they, they, they devoured the sky uh at the downfall of the cosmos. <laughs> so uh yeah, it's pretty really cool. And I just figured I'd share it with you. I also, I mean, of course, with Mando season three ending, everybody's like, is Moff Gideon done? And I guess that's spoilers. We already put up our Mando spoiler episode, I think. I think we did. Yeah, we did. You use a bad match, Mando. The episode with me and Danny talking all about it. But Giancarlo Esposito fueling rumors of Moff Gideon as a clone. Uh, he says he'd love to keep coming back and dying in different ways in the show. Uh, in fairness, the actor also said he has no idea what Mando season four has in store. So this isn't him saying he knows. But he's like, yeah, that'd be great if he's a clone. And then I can keep coming back and I keep dying. Frankly, I don't hate that. Maybe not in season four, but it'd be cool if he if he pops up in an episode or in a future season. Uh, people are like, I know it. I know it. Oh, yeah, he, he had all the clones so if all of his clones weren't on that base in uh, on Mandalore, uh, there is a possibility. Although he seemed really pissed off about it, so I think maybe he's he's done. And I think him being done is a good thing in my opinion. But if it, if it's not the way it is, I won't be mad at it because it was set up correctly for it to make sense. Uh, and I also saw a rumor of John Boyega returning in a new Ray film. Just know. Total rumors. None of this is confirmed. Uh, we know Daisy Ridley's coming back. And would she love to have, have John Boyega come back? They're friends. And it makes perfect sense. And frankly, I want this rumor to be true as I want the character of Finn to finally have some justice. I want him not just to be a Padawan. I want him to be a Jedi Master. I want him to have stuff to do. I want justice for Finn. And I think uh, the new film by uh, Charmino, by Shenmue, is, is a great way to do such Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see it makes perfect sense so just know those rumors abound and people that have scoops say that they've heard things and uh, could be good news for all of us lastly of course in the solo news we got flavor of the geek any of the other geeky flavors to share with y'all so uh first up we've got the 65 movie the movie uh with kylo ren fighting dinosaurs uh in the in the way back past 65 million years ago but with future weapons that movie looks cool it's a movie i wanted to watch i didn't catch it in theaters but now i don't have to worry about it it's on netflix friends you're welcome enjoy it right there as uh, as i checked today just to make sure that it was indeed on there after i'd heard that it's in their top 10 so people are watching it uh i actually was Clued into this because one of my buddies on on the Book of Faces said that he saw it and he thought it was fine, <laughs> so uh, and that he wouldn't mind seeing it again somewhere in the future. and If that's not a great review, I do know what one is. There probably are better reviews, but if you're if you're interested in the movie, hey, check it out. Uh, Josh Gad did give an update on the Honey I Shrunk the Kids movie with Rick Moranis returning with Josh Gad playing his grown up son. Uh, apparently, it was delayed by COVID. It was ready to go. COVID happened. Didn't happen. Then they tried it again, and it was delayed by schedules, including Josh Gad's schedule. And then when they tried again, it was delayed by budget, uh, monetary concerns. So he says to let Disney know if you want it. Uh, I don't don't know how much skin in the game I have. I think if it does happen, I'll be interested. I'll check it out. It would be nice to see Rick Moranis, his triumphant return out of retirement. (laughs) That said, somebody else is probably like, he's already done stuff. Okay. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Uh, Would I like to see Rick Moranis return as Wayne Zelensky? Sure. Uh, Am I happy that Roman can't yell at me because I remember the name Rick Moranis playing Wayne Zelensky? Yes. Yes, I am. Feels like justice for the wookie. Other news, Harrison Ford has come out and said he has no plans to retire. He says he doesn't do well when he doesn't have work, that he has to feel useful. And uh, could that mean him as Thunderbolt Ross? uh in the far future until he decides to shuffle shuffle the mortal coil maybe uh he's done a lot of stuff he did a, a show as a shrink uh he did a show as an old cowboy you know what i mean he's just he's gonna do the work and uh you're heard harrison ford fan or you're not uh but it does sound like he's probably done playing indie would i love to see him come back uh and and pass the reins to somebody absolutely do i know that i want to see indie adventures you know post 1968 I don't know. I I've seen the most recent indie movie. I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast with the uh, indie hack guy himself with Eddie who's seen it 11 times now to this date. I think uh, I was like, man, you've seen it nine times. And he sent me a meme of indie finding the X <laughs> same 10. Uh, and then he used, used my, uh, my text exchange with him in his own story before he went to the Alamo draft house to see it his 11th time. Uh, so seen it a whole bunch of times, had adventure seeing it, and I cannot wait. But that's just saying, Harrison Ford's not retiring. Are we going to get more indie? Are we going to get him passing the hat to somebody else? I'd love him to do it. I'd love to get a key high-quant adventure, a short-round adventure, but, you know, we'll just have to see. Bob Iger said there's there's a way to tell those stories while still letting him right off in the sunset or pull his hat. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I was going to spoil something. No, I'm going to shut up. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll just have to see. I think uh, as as time goes by, we could just probably get another actor playing Indy. But uh, you know, it was it was based off James Bond as inspiration, so I see a world where it could be like James Bond with other actors. But that's neither here nor there. We'll just be grateful for the Indy that we get. I've seen the new movie; I enjoyed it. I think you should check it out. Uh, Danny seen it; he enjoyed it, didn't hate it. So. That should be all the reviews you need to go. Uh, go spend some money and help uh, that three hundred million dollar budget make some of its money back. <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch did tease a Doctor Strange return in an upcoming MCU film next year. We don't know what, where, when, how. But hey, I like I like uh, Stephen Strange, and uh, I'd be curious. I I personally just hope it's his own adventure with Clea, with that with that end of uh, Doctor Sit Mom. Yeah, Clea, his true love, Let, let's see, let's go into the dark dimension, uh, let's see more Dormammu pissed off at you, because you came to bargain and you stopped him from taking over, and now you're his niece or his daughter or whatnot, let's see it, let's see it, oh, you thought, you thought, that first one bended your brain, and the second one bended your wallet, Let's let's just bend it all, bend it like Beckham, <laughs> bend it like Benedict, <laughs> he's going to make you his Cumberbriage. He is. Uh, But, yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be exciting. We shall see. Uh, The Flash, the movie I did not see, and it looks like a lot of people did not. It did not make its money. Hey, if you didn't get to see it in the movie theater, it's going to be available digitally as of July 18th. Uh, I say save your money and just wait for it to come out on Max uh, if you have that streamer. Uh, if you don't find a friend who does, so you don't have to spend money on it. But you know, if you really want to see it, and you didn't get to see it in movie theaters. You can see it digitally if you desire. Uh, the day after my oldest birthday, so there you go. I myself will be waiting, uh, maybe ever, but guaranteed until it's on Max. And that's just a fact, Jack. That's a flash fact, Jack. Uh, Disney strikes a deal with Channel Four for X Files, Abbott Elementary, Bones, and more. Uh, you thought you're like, what well, all those HBO shows going to Netflix oh that's that's not all friends because uh Disney Disney and the game of finding content too. Uh, you know when I first saw like channel four, I was like channel four like the isn't that an NPC but I realized like they, they don't mean my local subsidiary. there's a a company called Channel Four that apparently has uh has rights, but uh yeah, Disney whether that's Hulu or Disney plus. X-Files, cool. Abbott Elementary, people love that show. Uh, I've heard people talk about like it's the friends of this generation or or the generational sitcom that everybody enjoys. Uh, Bones, my wife likes that show. I've seen many episodes of that show Mm -hmm. uh, and and a whole bunch more. So, yeah, streaming has to do with uh, them finding lots of content for people to enjoy. Um, you know, I read this whole big, long article uh, about how James Gunn's MCU is going to defer from that for DCU will defer from the MCU when it kicks off in 2025 with his Superman legacy film. Uh, he did do a conversation on Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Yes. Lex Luthor uh, himself. Basically, I mean, the the big thing, if I'm if I'm going to sum up what he says or listen to the, the podcast episode. Uh, he he talks about world building. Uh, he says like the MCU has very few traditional superheroes, um, basically. And his idea of a traditional superhero is a guy with a secret identity. And he's like, down until Spider Man, do you really get somebody with a secret identity in the MCU? Um, you know, points out you know Cap. He's a soldier. He wears a mask, but people know who he is. Iron Man outed himself, um, and he does say the DCU is a bit more of a fantasy element in his opinion, uh, with larger than life heroes. Uh, so basically, he's gonna his goal is to take larger than life heroes and make them as grounded as possible, uh, but with that fantasy element in the DCU and the larger than life superheroes. Um, I mean, the, the, he is his ideas for what he wants to do in the future. But the biggest thing is, it's that secret identity stuff. There's Superman, uh, there's Clark Kent, and there's a way to make those those different characters work together, deal with each other, uh, in a way that's as grounded as possible. Um, he's he's excited, obviously. You know, <laughs> he's talking nothing but, um, and he he's he, his quote quote another alternate history quote. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, you know, working in DC, he's excited for this idea of doing the alternate history uh, with Gotham and Metropolis and Star City and Bloodhaven, um, and uh, yeah, he even uses the term Westeros. <laughs> it's a bit like Westeros in a way. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, James Gunn, uh, but yeah. So he's uh, he's going to do the secret identity thing and the bigger than life superheroes, uh, and uh, he, he finds that is a key difference. I don't see the big difference. Uh, you know, it's it's. It's like literally when I was reading it, I was thinking of, uh, of vanilla ice being like, no, no, no. My song's different. Like their song is like, dun, 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 dun. And like my ice size baby's like, dun, 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 <laughs> I sort of had those feelings. I like James Gunn. I'm excited for his DCU, but I was just like, okay. I mean, if you're, if you're saying the big difference is a secret at anything, uh, short of Spider-Man. Yes. I will 100% give you that, and uh, I'll move on, and I guess that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it to him, and I'm going to move on. Uh, Showrunner Eric Kripke has revealed uh, that the Boys Season 4, the release date's been delayed indefinitely, which is interesting. This is because of the WGA strike, but the show is already wrapped filming, so it's a, a bit of a solidarity move with the WGA, and I think that's really, really cool. Uh, we'll see how long Amazon Prime will let him get away with that, <laughs> especially with the show already already being wrapped filming. Uh, now, you know, the, the release date's delayed. Does that mean that all the people working on the, the effects and everything aren't? No, that's not what that means. Uh, maybe the release also just so they get a better finished product. Uh, maybe there's an opportunity there to show solidarity with the WGA, but also give a bit more time to make sure the show is the best version. We'll see. Who knows? Uh, but I don't even know when the actual like season release date was originally. I don't know that we had a date. So I'm I'm i like typing furiously as I vamp. But I I don't know that we actually had a release date. So uh, saying it's delayed. Um, I think late 2023 is what we were expecting. Is what the internet's telling me right now. So now it's early 2024. But I, I mean we didn't actually have an official date. So okay and the last little news story i read was just interesting anthony Mackie saying he was in anthony mackie was talking about being intimidated to work with harrison ford the man who will not retire uh because you know it's, it's just indiana jones it's han solo it's freaking harrison ford he says that he gives off this aura um and he's he's just a, a, a an actor an actor right but despite that aura you know, he actually says that he's just uh, a professional and he's like, oh, let's just shoot this piece of ish. And then everybody's like, yeah, let's shoot this shit. And uh, I don't know why I said ish first and then I actually used the curse word. Uh, but, yeah, it's interesting that Harrison Ford's like playing Thunderbolt Ross and then he's calling it a piece of crap. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he's, he's making money and he's going to bring his Harrison Fordness to it. And hopefully, hopefully him taking over for William Hurt uh, works. Uh, but everything, everything I've seen for the Anthony Mackie, you know, Brave New World could be really, really cool. I actually hope it's sort of like in the in the film uh, feeling of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Secret Invasion. I, I like that grittier spy stuff. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what comes of it. But that's all the news, friends. We did it. We talked about all the things. We wrapped up. We got another episode out for y'all. Uh, you know the drill. Uh, hit me up. You want to send me an email? Laugh it up, podcast at gmail.com. You want to find me on Twitter and Instagram? At Wookie Riot. Uh, Wookie with two E's. Please. Um, think about joining Blue Sky. I've heard about that. That's social media too. I've not made the jump to that yet. Honestly, because I'm not so dabgum popular that it's necessary that I quickly jump over to a thing. Although, getting in on the ground floor in its infancy might be a smart thing. I'm not always known for my smartness. Um... What else? Uh, of course, on Facebook, on the Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group, that's probably the easiest way to find me. You see my real name and everything. <laughs> I got a hyphenated last name, man. It's Wookie Riot. Wookie hyphen Riot. <laughs> uh, I got a name. You want to know it? Join. Join the group. The Laugh It Up Fuzzball's Facebook group. Plug, plug, plug. You want to buy merch? tpublic.com slash user slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. Uh, or just... Type laugh it up fuzzball all four words in the search bar com. You can find our merch, you can buy stickers, tote bags, coffee cups, stickers, <laughs> t-shirts, hoodies, baseball shirts, all sorts of stuff. You you find it, you can buy it. Yeah, and they're always running deals, especially during the summer. Although I think their latest deal is ending tonight. So uh wait for the next deal. Or don't, but just support the podcast. Um, you, can, you can go on, uh, you know, currently Spotify for podcasters, but it's still, uh, if you put in anchor.fm slash laugh dash shit dash up dash fuzzball, it'll take you right there to the site. You can listen to the, 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 episodes on, on, on the interwebs right there with your pooter. If you so desire, uh, you can also, there's a click. If you want to support the podcast, you can do so that way. You don't have to rather you do the shirt thing, but if you if you really want to drop some ducats, say, Hey, you brought me a lot of joy. Sure. I'll hopefully there's a way that you can put your name so I can shout you out here on the podcast because I'd be like, oh my God, thank you. Wow, I'm humbled. That's that basically be what my reaction is. Then I let it sit in the bank until I needed to pay a bill or something. Um but I appreciate each and every one of you for being a part of this here podcast. Getting close to seven years. Man, we're like a month away, a little bit more than a month a month and change from from seven years of the podcast wild crazy wonderful and it's still going and uh one more episode done 354 so uh thanks for being a part of it thanks for being you thanks for being classy be excellent to each other party on dudes and until the next level of the podcast ttfn wookie out